Welcome to the Contractor Commute, a podcast by Congenius designed to fit right into your daily drive. Whether you're a small business owner, an employee, or off contracting on your own, we've got advice, stories, and leadership tips to help you out along the way. Hey, welcome to the Contractor Commute. Today, we're going to dive into organization and why it is important. My name is Drew, joined here as always by Ben. So let's uh, let's talk about organization, why it matters, the difference it makes, uh, and why it's an important thing. Great topic. I've had plenty of job sites where you walk into a project and it's an absolute disaster. Stuff laying all over the place. Um, I've had a few moments where I could see exactly what was being done on the job by what tools were laying around where. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a trail here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't take long to figure out, oh, I've got a plumber on this job site yeah. just because there's you know, fittings all over the place. Um, from a general contractor's perspective, this can be a frustration for your team, for for your customer. Um, people have their stuff in the way. If you're working, if you're the subcontractor and you're working with other guys, you can see there's this frustration you can have with a disorganized job site, lack of materials, things you don't know what things are at on a project, remodels, uh, particularly so. You have customer stuff sometimes mm-hmm. in the garage. You have things that are laying around, uh, trying to find stuff. So definitely, there's some clear indicators when something is messy. Yeah. And it really goes, it can get very deep into a business. It's not just job site organization. It can be things that really precipitate disorder on the job site from the back office as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, frustration yeah. for everybody. You might have a problem if, yeah. yeah, you might have an organization problem if there's, you know, stuff all over the house, job site's messy. But yeah, to your point, uh, it's normally a, a mindset as much of as anything. It's prioritizing organization, understanding why it's important. And all the the problems they can solve by just picking up on the on the organization side. Um, we talk about logistical problems and messy job sites, but even just like your ability to get the job done. Uh, if you're disorganized, a lot of times it'll show up not just in how messy the site is, but also in messy your communications are. How uh, you can get sloppy with you know communicating with your customers, with your subs, um, and then you're you're behind, right? You're missing deadlines because you you didn't stay organized on even who was supposed to be doing what. Um, so yeah. Well, talk about some of that about just the the impact this organization has on your ability to uh, finish jobs. So as you're working through a project, we all have had moments where you're waiting to finish one stupid little thing at the end of a job. You can't close it out because there was some part that didn't get ordered. And sometimes it's inevitable. Right. Sometimes it's outside of your zone of control. Yeah. But many times we did have something we could do about it. And we didn't schedule something or we didn't uh, purchase certain materials that we needed. We didn't manage certain uh, expectations with the client of what needed to be done. And so now we've got something thrown at us at the last minute saying, oh, I thought you guys were taking care of that. Uh, it wasn't talked about or was talked about months ago. Nobody documented or there was a conversation you had and forgot about. So those kind of things just bite you in the rear end. You're trying yeah. to close out a project. That's where you make money, quickly closing that job out. Yeah, you, you can't know. get it closed out. Punch list yep. is lingering out there because of one thing. You got to check that, that they don't want to give you because to them, this seems like there's a lot left to do. And to you, you're thinking, well, that's going to take us a day. Yeah. And there's some stupid thing that you're waiting on. So yeah, that's a huge thing. And then you could have five, six of those going at the same time. When yeah. I was building, um, I had four or five jobs sometimes. You're waiting on punch list related stuff and it just mm-hmm. drags out. And that just cuts into your, your profit margin like nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, and your cash flow, right? You don't have cash because you can't close out jobs. Yeah, and sometimes you can have a punch list that can hang around for a month. Yeah. And meanwhile, your customer is losing some confidence in you to close out this job because you're thinking, I can close this out in a day. They think you can close it out in a day, and it takes a month. Right, yeah. It normally comes down to you. It was a poor communication early on. You weren't organized. 
you know, a lot of times you verbally committed to something that you didn't write down. And then, you know, especially as you grow, that that problem gets worse because you can you can cover up disorganization when it's just you and one job or two jobs. But the second you start growing, you got multiple customers, you got employees or subs, people you're working with. It's a lot to keep on top of. And if you're not organized, that your success and your growth will expose that as a weakness and, and can crush you. Suddenly you're overwhelmed by everything going on. Mm-hmm. We are, you're seeing all of these things coming back to you where you get the 2 a.m. kind of jump awake and say, oh, I forgot something. And, yep. you know, those kinds of and then they start to pile up and they start to keep you from really being effective in the, in the areas you need to be because right. there's so many fires you're just putting out all the time. And yeah. I've been there and it's it's an experience that, you know, don't want to repeat. Yeah, you have a hard time focusing where you're at because in the back of your mind, there's that monster of what did I forget? What am I not on top of? Did I forget something? When the every time the phone rings, you're expecting to be like something negative. You know what I'm saying? Like getting that mindset where it's like like the the Jaws theme song is playing in your mind just as you're running your business because it's like it becomes too much. Yeah, um, because your disorganized way of doing things was working when it was just you, but as you grow and expand and get bigger. It, you know, uh, and good luck taking a vacation in that type of frame, right? Set, or, I mean, frame of a business. You yep. pretty much have a, you know, you need to be there all the time. Yeah. In order for things to function well. Yeah. Yeah. There's no structure and organization through even the mind traffic that you have of the things you need to think about and get done. Uh, you'll be as scattered mentally. Yeah. Um, and that will show up in the quality of your work, how well you're getting it done. And, and Drew, I mean, you think this even affects some of the decisions we make sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're overwhelmed and under pressure, I mean, when I've had those moments, it's tough to make good decisions right. under pressure. Yeah. And we need to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to do it anyway. But yeah. this is something that we have some control over. Mm-hmm. This is something we can have some impact on. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the worst decisions that I've ever made were fast ones that were just, I had no time to think about. It. I just had to make a decision quickly. <laughs> I didn't have time to process it because my mind was so full of everything that yep. I just, you know, that's where you start to get, start to get sloppy. Um, so let's talk about, so if you've got some or all these problems, as usual, we start with a very de- depressing, yeah. <laughs> discouraging outlook, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but that, that we've all been there. Right. And so, uh, so you talk about if you're, if you are disorganized now and you're realizing that my lack of organizations starting to kick me in the butt and I'm having to work harder because I'm not working smarter. Um, let's talk through some ways and, you know, really why it's important. Um, you know, to, to get organized, you know, maybe, maybe you're the sub and you don't have ownership of project. Maybe you're the GC working with disorganized people, you know, maybe, you know, there are a lot of different roles, yeah. you know, and and be on his own even, and just being like, well, he can manage disorder to a certain extent because yep. it doesn't affect as many other people. But even in that case, though, the disorder might seem like, well, who am I hurting? Because that's just me. I'm just not anybody I have to really interface with. It takes me a little longer. So what? Yeah. But that really cuts into your overhead. I mean, that really mm-hmm. makes your expands your overhead and cuts into your profit in a big way. Yeah. Well, just the efficiency. Yeah. I mean, it, it costs you money. Yeah. I think that's the thing when I, you know, I started to realize, hey, this is actually costing me money. Then it became serious. You know, I'm losing yeah. money because of my lack of organization. Yeah. That's when it's like, man, that, uh, that it's a motivator to want to fix it, you know? Um, <laughs> True. Yeah, there are a few weird people out there that are not motivated by money, but most of us are. It's like, this actually costs me money. Right. Like that lack of writing that down, that lack of communicating on time, that lack of being organized costs me dollars. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's, you know, it's efficiency, but ultimately it, you know, improves your, improves your bottom line. You know, how quickly can you work? How efficiently can you get something done? Yeah. So absolutely. Just a dramatic shift from just, you know, you, if you can move a job to the finish line and minimize the number of issues you have and getting it there and, and, these things make a massive impact. I mean, it just 
when I started, it took me a while to be able to even get to the point when I knew where I was at on projects because it's just hard to track all that. And that's even disorder in that, in that standpoint. I was at the point where it was disorganized to the point where, yeah, I can have all these receipts, but if, you know, it just felt an overwhelmed even knowing where you're at on jobs. I didn't know how much that was costing me. But when I got to the point of knowing, it was like, let's fix this fast. The overhead needs to come mm-hmm. down. The efficiency needs to go up. Yeah. And you got to get all, all over it like a rash. Say goodbye to the hassle of estimating for your construction projects with Congenius. Our intuitive platform makes creating highly accurate and detailed estimates a breeze. And with cloud-based access and automatic calculations, you can focus on what really matters, building your business. Visit Congenius.com to learn more. Congenius, build like no one else. Yeah. Understanding what your margins are, you know, yeah. um, figuring that stuff out, it makes a difference. I think too, like from a, from a happy client perspective, you know, you're, when you're organized and you're on point, your customers are going to be happier. So true. And I think it's, if you're, that is the window into the business that they see is order. Mm-hmm. A lack of order seems like lack of professionalism, seems like a lack of care. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it seems like a lack of really ability. Um, how good can you be if that's the kind of job site you run? Yeah. And so people are naturally, we all do it. We all judge people based on what's visible. Even if it's just this little slice of your life, that's what they see of it. Yeah. And so therefore, that is the assumptions they can make about you and your business. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not completing things on time, you're disorganized, your communication is sloppy. Again, we've seen it over and over again, but you can do a great job building a kitchen, a bathroom, an addition on a house, but you're not getting referrals out of that customer because of it was sloppy along the way. Yep. You know, you could do a beautiful job. The end result could be absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And whatever aspect of the project you're involved in, whether that's a general contractor, whether that's just a trade contractor or somebody that's just doing a small, uh, you know, handyman type job, it could, the end result could be beautiful. But if the journey mm-hmm. to getting there wasn't painful. good and it yeah. was painful, you've, you've got a client that's like, well, eventually they got it done because really they hired you with yeah. the expectation of a good job. Right. So yeah. you just did what, you were supposed yeah. to, and it was a pain to rear end yeah. the entire time. Yeah. So therefore, one star. <laughs> yeah. And they, they're probably going to put up with you while your house is demoed, you know, yeah. while their house is trash, you know, yeah. like, taking apart. It's like, well, this is what I got now. Like, I got to stick with this person all the way through. But at the end, they're happy to be done with you. Yeah. Um, because you're, you're costing so, them time. You're costing yeah. them money. You're right. costing them stress. Yeah. And but then you talk about Particularly benefit. if you're in somebody's home. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a big deal. I mean, yeah. we've, you know, in the office, we have contractors come in pretty regularly and, that was one of the highlights this week. It's like, hey, like I got to realize people are inviting me into their house. Yeah, that's a big deal. You know, how many people do you want in your house that you don't know? <laughs> Taking things apart or putting things back together. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, when you're not there, I mean, there's a high level of trust there. You know, um, and what better way to lose that trust than than having a disorganized yeah. project? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing too is a lot of times guys have good intentions. Like I, I normally have good intentions. Like, I really want to do what I said I was going to do. I mm. really intended to do it. Mm. But I forgot that I told you I would do it because I was doing four things at once. I didn't have any systems or processes in place to track my commitments. And all of a sudden, now I'm missing the mark and I'm breaking commitments, you know? So I think that's where, you know, getting organized, it's about increasing your bottom line, becoming more efficient, happier customers, and really peace of mind for you. Like, the ability to go to sleep at night knowing that there was a list of things you knew you needed to get done today. You got those things done. You're not waiting for a scary phone call to come in the morning of where is this? Where was that? How come, you know, because you're, you're checking, you're creating your list, you're getting it done and you've got an organized way of, of working. 
you know, you're going to sleep better at night. Making a list and checking it twice. Yeah. <laughs> it is the holiday season here, Congenius. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things I wanted to tack on with that, Drew, when you're talking about these moments when we, you know, when we have that, the cl- you know, the client we made a commitment to and didn't keep the commitment, it's very easy for us to dismiss that and just say, I got so much going on, you know, yeah. it's just that anybody could have made a mistake like that. And that might be true. Yeah. But to the person, that's a big deal. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What else you have going on? Right. Doesn't matter. Right. It's my house. It's yes, my only and house. This didn't happen. Yeah. Or this is my business that you're working on and you said you'd be done and you didn't. Yeah. And, and I've, I remember one time I was working on this church. Uh, they wanted it done quickly. And the expectation was, can you get it done between Monday and Saturday night in order for us to have our service on Sunday? And that, We'll try. Let's yeah. do it. Let's try. <laughs> yeah. No pressure, but you're doing this one for God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we get in there. The scope was creeping through the week. Like, you know, yeah. we were doing this, redoing this stage. And in about halfway through the project, uh, well, it would be really nice if we did panels on the backside and not just doing redoing the stage. And so we're getting this, the jobs increasing scope. And mis- mistake I made at that point was not having that conversation of just saying, here, here's what this means, Yeah, this change, as opposed to trying to still keep a commitment that we weren't. And here we are Saturday night, well, really Sunday morning at that point, three in the morning, trying to wrap this thing up, working our tails off to get to that point. And, and the, <laughs> we won't mention names. <laughs> the, the customer yeah. came along and said, why are you done? And it, it seemed like an insult to us. We're working through this all thing. But really, yeah, this spoke to this lack of communication you're talking about. Yeah. Where to him, it was like we talked about having it done between here and here and yeah. it's not done. Yeah. As opposed to resetting the expectation. I think that's one of the other things. Well, because things do change. Yeah. Because scope does change. is just being able to say, well, that changes other things. There's dependencies on that. And I think that just dives right into the next thing. I mean, what practical things yeah. can we do? Yeah. So uh, we know what it's like to be disorganized. We've all been there. But what are practical things we can implement to get more organized, uh, to keep ourselves out of that hot seat uh, more often? So I think, you know, we, you kind of referenced it yeah, even through that story. Yeah, no, you're good. But like <laughs> yeah. we talked about like having organized scope of work and clear expectations, you know, um, that you're setting. And even to that customer, right? So like if we've got an organized set of expectations and a scope of work, we know what we're doing, you know, being organization is even about, Hey, I've got a specific time during the day. Like maybe it's a 20 minute block at the beginning or end of your day where you ask for that question. What do I need to communicate? Mm. What changed today? And how do I need to communicate that? You know, uh, cause maybe it was change midday that some person in that church project brought up and you agreed right. to it, but why we didn't communicate to the project owner or the whoever else, yeah. you know, but making sure who would I need to communicate with today. But that, that's part of being organized is having set time of that's when I do that. So let's start at the beginning of the project before really, uh, uh, you know, before there's any hammer swinging or pipe fitting going on or whatever else is going on in the project, any demo, anything. What do we need to do to, to really set this project up for success in the organizational patterns here? And it comes down to really, let's make sure everybody's on the same page on the scope of work, this, the quality standards, the specifications as far as this is what we're trying to achieve at the end, end of the day. And these are the deliverables we're providing. And then you're saying, and, and we have to make sure, we've talked about this before in the podcast, and it's so easy. I'm the kind of guy that would love to be able to just do everything tomorrow. Like, yes, we can do it. But to set those expectations of like, 
okay, if we think we can do it in a week, make sure that we've got the padding we need to make sure we can keep the timeline. Mm-hmm. So if we have this internal timeline of a week, we're going to set that at three, four weeks out. Why put the pressure on ourselves unnecessarily? And that was a mistake in that church example. We're saying, yes, we're going to make a commitment to getting it done in a week. Why put that pressure on ourselves? Right. Let's just say, you know what? In order for us to do that, we'd love to be able to do it in a week, but that's really not realistic. There's going to be something that changes. There's going to be things that we might mm-hmm. discover and they could use a different, their other building, yeah. you know, or they could, you know, there's, there's things that they could have been done to alleviate that pressure off of them and off of us. So I think that's where we start with this. What are we doing? When are we doing it by to what standard of quality? And if we don't have that lined up, we just set ourselves up for a headache down the road. Yeah. And we can talk about kind of like, you need this detailed order of operations from that as well. Like in what order are we doing this? Um, and it's so easy to miss prerequisites, dependencies. And so it takes time to work through all that, but boy, does it pay off in space. I mean, just being able to spend that time sitting through kind of that. And some of us have a harder time visualizing yeah. projects that aren't in the throes of doing it. And a lot of times we're like, because of the difficulty in thinking that all through ahead of time, mm-hmm. we'll sort it out later. Yeah. You know, let's sell the job. We'll start it. And then we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Big mistake. Cross that bridge when we get to it. Right. Big yeah. mistake. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. So if we really want an organized project, starts off scope, dependencies, thinking all that stuff through, then we can get off to another thorough setup. Yeah. Um, you know, when we when we know what logistical needs we have, mm-hmm. depending on the scope of the job, what do we need to order by when? What timelines do we have? And we and we start putting that all on paper. You know, um, just the whole aspect of even trash removal. Yeah. Do we need a dumpster there? I mean, I just had this pan out as a personal project in my home. I had a guy who was going to be working on that project uh, and we had the scope changed. Initially, uh, I was thinking, well, we'll just do this one aspect of uh, a bedroom remodel and we'll do the bathroom later. Well, he gets there. He's like, you know what? Really? I could really tackle this bathroom at the same time. I've got the space to do it. Well, there's no dumpster there because what was a small job that he could just hell off in a few trash bags now is a 10 yard dumpster. Yeah. (laughs) So little details like that uh, really cost you know, somebody on a project. So making sure all that's defined and making sure we stick to it. And if, and if there is a change, like in that case, we're communicating the impact Yeah, of just where he's telling me I need a dumpster. And because we don't have a dumpster, well, this stuff's just going to get piled up in your garage and your driveway, or, you know, let's get one out here right away. Or, you know, th- there's an impact from that and yeah. communicating that along the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing who's doing what by when, like, Who's getting the dumpster? You know, when will it be there? And suddenly the expectation <laughs> suddenly, of, hey, yeah, yeah. you're going to have some yeah. trash on your driveway for right. 24 hours until a dumpster. I mean, even those things of those types of communications of knowing what do I need to communicate? How do I need to, uh, you know, make this happen? But I think you see just even a little detail like that, how as your business grows, the problem will be exaggerated. If you're not organized, that multiplied times five. And the only place that you're keeping track of it is in your head. You're going to miss stuff. So true. Uh, you're going to miss a lot of details. A lot of things are going to slip through the cracks and you're going to find yourself being frustrated trying to grow your business. And the glass ceiling that you keep hitting is your own, you know, is disorganization. And so yeah. I think it's just a, an interesting thing, you know, but even like we talk about um, uh, even just like documenting things like we have, a, you know, we say a lot, I say often like who's doing what by when mm-hmm. a lot of times there's a lot of ideas. Well, we could do this or we should do that or we, you know, but like if you don't have a who like a name. Not like a mythical <laughs> creature like, oh, they're going to do that. You know, a lot right. of times you do that. Well, who's they? Yeah. Who's they? Like they has a name. So like then, you know, if Drew's going to do it, yeah. um, you know, when, what he's going to get to do when, and having it like documented so we know this is the actual I'll plan. I'll tell you a funny story. I was, I grew up with a dad who's a builder 
I was about 12, 13 years old, hey, maybe a little bit older than that. And we were working on a project and my dad's lining up, you know, well, we could have, we'll have a couple guys over there doing this. We'll have, you know, a guy doing that, a guy doing over this with all <laughs> these unnamed people doing yeah. all of these various complex tasks. Yeah. And I, I interjected this, where are you getting all these guys? Yeah. It's just you and me. <laughs> And he laughed so hard. He was yeah. like, you know, yeah. <laughs> we got a couple guys here, a couple guys yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, you know, all of these mythical guys. It's so it's so true. Yeah. When you put a name to it, you suddenly start realizing your your limitations as well. Right. You know, like, where what do we I, get these guys? Who am and I signing up? My yeah. dad's fully capable person knew that, but it was none of the nonetheless, yeah. One of those moments where we skipped ahead. Yep. Who's owning it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have an owner, how long is it going to take him to do? Like, that's where you start over committing. Yeah. With good intentions. Right. I mean, often you're like, yeah, I would love to have this church done in five days. Yep. You really would have. Absolutely. You and know, we worked hard to try to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, scoping it out, understanding and then documenting. Like we talk about having a single source of truth. Like what is what is the actual record keeping place? Like, how are you keeping that? Um, again, when it's just you, you can have a notepad. Yep. Some sticky notes. Maybe the notes app in your phone. And like, that's, that's the gospel. That's like the single source of truth of what we're doing when we're doing it. That gets very complicated once you have to work with other people. Yeah. Uh, and, which and for the reasons do. of communicating what's on that pad to other people and making sure you don't lose that pad of paper. Right. I think as contractors, a lot of times we just have, when I was, maybe the other guys don't have the same struggle, but it was like 12 different pads of paper. And it was like, man, shoot, I know there's a pad that has that yeah. information. <laughs> that was the yellow one or the white one? <laughs> you know, you got one in the truck, you got one in, the, uh, you know, in your, on your desk and you know, another one at your house. Anyway, it's just, it's sometimes hard to keep track of all that. So yeah, technology, I mean. It can help. <laughs> yeah, it certainly can. I think that's something that you got to, you know, you have to embrace it. You got to make changes. But again, if you're going to grow, you've got to have something that everyone well, let's can talk come about back growth to. too, because growth can be one of these things that's just a bit of a, sometimes we're happy where we're at. We don't mm -hmm. want to grow from a standpoint of scaling up. We don't want to hire 10 more people. Right. But if we want to grow personally and grow our margins and grow as a company and grow mm -hmm. as, a, there's a lot of other areas of growth besides just yeah, going from, you yeah. know, $800,000 to $2 million in sales yeah. or something like that. Or if you're at 150,000 to, you know, twice double that, that's not the only metric of success. And sometimes the numbers follow the organization. Totally. You know, when you get this figured out, suddenly you feel less pressure in scaling. Mm -hmm. You're saying, oh, I can add another person on here. We can do more work because yeah, it's we're so organized. It's efficient. Yep. Um, and, and so I, I, you know, it's, we don't want to artificially create this goal that's not really aligned with what we were trying to achieve. Right. So personal growth, we all, we're all about that. Yeah. You know, so you're just improving margins, you know, yes. you're selling, you know, $500,000 in work a year, but your margins are 10%. You're struggling. But sometimes the growth is I'm not going to sell any more dollars, but I'm going to find a way to make those dollars more profitable, increase my profit margins. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't want to hire anybody. You're happy doing it by yourself. And that comes back to the efficiency because really at the end of the day, if you're efficient, the customer's paying the same money, mm -hmm. the same fee. Yep. But you're so much more efficient in getting that done. You cut the the operational cost, the overhead mm -hmm. down in your business yeah. to the point where you're making money doing the same thing you were doing before, yeah. but you don't have that burden. They don't have that weight and you yeah. can start the next job. You're off to, you know, off to the races. Yeah. I think we've seen that with a lot of guys, you know, that we've met with and talked to in the space and uh, where they grew and they, that their growth actually was in getting more jobs yeah. that they wanted. They're getting higher dollar jobs that are higher margins with higher end customers that are willing to pay more. But it's because of how they communicate, how they come across. They come across as organized on top of it. They know what they're doing. They keep every commitment early on. And, th and they're able to charge more and customers are willing to pay it. Like you're yeah. able to get the jobs you want with higher margins. Going back and to- it's a different mindset 
but you're providing value to that customer maturity. And they're like you said, Drew, they're glad to pay it. It's it's a it's a it's a it's fair. Yeah. It's, there's there's people that say I want to hire somebody who knows what they're doing, and and, and that journey is great. And yep. people pay a premium for a great experience. Totally. Yeah. So, so we talked about technology. <clears throat> yeah. And <laughs> technology can help. I mean, whether even just the simple thing of going, you know, whether something simple, if I went from a, a digital, like a paper notepad to using yeah. the notes app on my iPhone yeah. on a shared drive that someone else can also look at, you know, right. like yeah. simple thing, but those are things that help. Yeah. I think that we talk about having a CRM, which is, uh, you know, customer relationship manager for, uh, <laughs> does that even clear it up? Yeah, Andrew? exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's CRM or the yeah, customer a, relationship manager yeah. software. It's very, yeah. <laughs> It's what we're building here, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but it's simple term. It's yeah. just keeping your files, your contacts, your notes all in mm -hmm. one place and yep. being able to share that across a team. Yeah. And that's not just employees. That could be potentially a, a contractor that you're working with as well. You have yeah. a buddy you work with or you have a subcontractor you work with. Yeah. It's like this is the source of truth. That's where this, everything lives. Yeah. The ability to you know pull out your phone, take a picture of the site, upload it into your CRM so that anyone who's working on that project or works for your company or with you can see that progress along the way. Um, and so it's just a single source of a communication channel within your team, yep. single source of contacts, who are our contacts, who's working on what job, uh, all of those things matter to keep it organized and simple. So that no matter who looks yeah, at it, a, it, it, it goes from CRM to project management software quite quickly, yeah. you know, where this, the, really the, the customer's experience side of it is really saying, who are my contacts, who are my vendors, everybody else. I've got all their contact information. I've got all my projects, sort of a link to those. And then I have all of the files and things there and kind of just, you know, contact points that you're just yeah. logging all that in one spot. But you could use Google Drive. Yeah. And really the motivation behind Congenius and what we're building here is, and from my experience, it was like, I really wanted to have something where it's all in one spot. And, and that's really this integrated package where you're saying all the customers, all the files, all the projects, all the notes, all the plans, photos, everything's all in one spot. And I can manage my job well because I know where to find things. Yeah. And if something changes, that changes noted as well. Right. Yeah. You know, and you can manage your communications and commitments. You know, yeah. what did I tell that customer over the phone while I was driving and doing something else? You know, or while I'm multitasking and, and I said I could do something, like where do I document that to make Let's sure? Let's talk about personal discipline there too, Drew. I mean, like, yeah. because it's, sometimes you have to just take a step back and make, I have to manage my weaknesses and, and make habits to compensate for the fact that I can't remember every single thing and nobody can. I mean, I can, I can say I've got a great memory, but if I 10% of the things I don't remember, that's a huge problem. Yeah. One out of 10 things I drop, that might seem like a great memory to remember 90% of everything that happens, but one out of 10 issues is a problem. So I have to manage that and I have to say, okay, I'm going to note everything. And if I have a conversation immediately following that conversation, I'm going to write it down. Yeah. And, and therefore those kinds of, like we started off with end of the job moments of, oh man, we talked yeah. about that two months ago and one stupid thing got missed. One little change we didn't really note. Um, so, yeah, so sometimes it comes out to some habits. Yeah, just saying I'm going to do this consistently. Yeah, know what your know you know the weaknesses and find a system or process that helps you not do that. Yeah, you know, um, makes a lot of sense. So we talk about uh, technology can help you uh, when it comes to communication, uh, when it comes to who's doing what by when, organizing things, uh, and making that a tech based solution. Um, that is scalable that you can grow with. Um, let's talk about some of the more practical things about, okay, so actually like on the site. So what are things when you're actually working jobs, you're in, in customers' homes, you're on the site, you're in the building, uh, what are things you can do to improve your organization there? So we have a couple of different people that are inter interfacing on a project in different project contexts. This could be a, a home, this could be a business. 
could be some other commercial type application or some project. And then what's your role in that job? Could be the GC, could be the subcontractor, or you could just be on your own just doing one specific aspect of, you know, handyman type of thing. But somebody needs to be on that job leading that process. And uh, if you're the general contractor, being able to set up that project well and be able to communicate how things are supposed to flow and who the contact points are. If you're the subcontractor, um, making sure your team understands what's going on and you interface with that general contractor on the expectations as well. There's a great principle we use all the time, mm-hmm. 10-80-10. And what it means is there's a 10%, an 80%, and a 10%. And if whoever the leader is of a project, you have a role in the first 10% of the project and the last 10% of the project. You can delegate 80% of the project. And obviously, we're using some general round numbers. Yeah. But the idea is I'm handing off a project to you, Drew. And that first 10%, I'm, ex- I'm defining all of the things that you need to know to have a successful project, You know who the contact points are the scope of work, mm-hmm. what the expectations are, what the, you know, really the end result, what it should look like. Then you're tantamount that middle 80% of things, getting it all done. Then the follow-up at the end of saying the expectations, mm-hmm. you did a great job, or these things need to be tweaked. And then you're just making sure that things are done to your standards. And I've had moments where I've passed things off prematurely and said, okay, we're building a house, hand it off. Here's the framing. And I didn't spend that 10% with that framer. Right. Or I didn't spend that 10% with the electrician. And so, therefore, I have things happening that I'm thinking, well, what in the world? That's just so stupid. But people aren't going to be able to meet our expectations if they don't know what they are. Right. Say goodbye to the hassle of estimating for your construction projects with Congenius. Our intuitive platform makes creating highly accurate and detailed estimates a breeze. And with cloud-based access and automatic calculations, you can focus on what really matters, building your business. Visit Congenius.com to learn more. Congenius, build like no one else. And so the 1080-10 principle can really do wonders in just about any business project where you're handing it off. And we use this even from within teams. You can use this in your own business between uh, a team lead and the person working underneath them. Here's the 10%. The setup and then the rest of it. So site setup is making sure everyone, you know, communicating the teams. Your and the team is employees, but it's also subcontractors. It's other people interfacing with the job, mm-hmm. making sure everybody's on the same page there. And then from there, we can just you know define how the site cleanup needs setup needs to work. I mean, it's basically about part of that follow through. That ten percent at the end is your the accountability aspect. Did yeah. things really happen the way? Yeah, I'm saying they should happen. Yeah. And I've had moments where I've missed that. Mm-hmm. Go to a project and it's a disaster. And I'm thinking, what in the world? But it's like, if, if there's not accountability, if people don't expect accountability. Yeah. You know, so you have those frequent walkthroughs, making sure projects are clean and organized. Um, you don't want, and don't tell me how I, I know this, you don't want customers calling you and it more or less being those eyes on the project. Yeah. We need to be there. Or somebody on our you know, if we have a bigger team, somebody on our team needs to do that. If yeah. it's a small business, business owner needs to be out there making enough of a touch point mm-hmm. and just saying, okay, yeah, things are going the way they need to go. The side's clean, all the rest. And if it's not, call it out and say, you know, so you don't want your customer venting the frustration right. or discovering problems. Yeah. Hey, I was out there at the job today and uh, I noticed that mm-hmm. wall's out of level. There's trash all over the place. And then the list just keeps going on. And, right. and, 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 you know, and then suddenly they're ready to pick you apart. And, and then you start getting to the point where every time there's something wrong, it's yep. the reference in the last thing they have. And this was just like yesterday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. then you can do no right. Right. At some point. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's about site setup. Uh, and the 10810 makes a ton of sense saying, hey, like this is what it needs to look like. You know, here's what I expect to see. And even like telling people, hey, when I'm doing the 10% check at the end, here's what I'm looking for. You know, here's what I'm going to be actually checking so that they know what the expectation is. Yeah. It makes sense. We talk about uh, even just site cleanup. I mean, saying organized in how you leave a site. And we talk about you know, not leaving an actual physical mess. But what are simple things that you've implemented in your business to make sure that sites do stay clean up to your standards? Having places for things is so important. Um, th- and this really just goes back to human nature. If you don't know where something belongs, how are you going to put it away? Yeah. You know, if your kitchen has a cabinet drawer that more or less is just the catch all, that's where just any other junk just goes. You know, it's just that doesn't have a place. The matches don't have a place. So they just get thrown in that drawer. Yeah. Nonetheless, that is a place by itself. But if on a project, if that's the organizational pattern is just throw things in junk drawers, you end up having this, you know, boxes of stuff. Nobody can find anything. So having clear expectations of where stuff goes. Um, we've started using totes on projects as well. Like just buying some big Rubbermaid totes. This, this is where all the plumbing fittings are going, or these were all the, the, uh, faucets and things like that are going in this tote and you label it clearly, you know, don't throw this out. This is for this job. It just happens some places where people know where it's going to be. Yeah. And, you know, lumber materials, making sure things are wrapped and clean and organized on the site making sure, okay, the trash goes here, this goes there, this goes there. And just that's the 10%. Yeah. People know where, what's expected, where to find things, where things belong. Yeah. I mean, we were finishing one job up near the end of the job and we couldn't find some trim package for a faucet. You know, we're going to the customer's garage and there's stuff everywhere. And this is half a million dollar job and you can't find a stupid faucet. Yeah. And this is back to the punch list. You can't finish a half a million job because million dollar job because we can't find a $20 uh, yeah. trim piece. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Whereas that could have been solved by saying all the trim packages are in this tote. Yeah. Right from the beginning of the project. Yeah. So. You I, I, simple things like scheduling cleanup at the end of the day. Oh, you crew out so there? Cr- like, hey, so true. I mean, we're done at four done at five six whatever it is like hey last 15 minutes we clean yep you know um you know and normally it's a, a lot pretty simple thing you yeah. know yeah. um but again setting the expectation and being consistent with it yeah you know good, that that slips then yeah. you know guys are, oh it's quitting yeah. time you know yeah and then the good word it just it just really interfaces right with the good work habits yeah um making sure that uh we're setting a good example for one of just when we use a tool we put it away immediately uh, it's something that I've I've tried cultivating over the years. And when I'm doing work is just the, the tool bag's right next to me. I use a wrench. The wrench goes right back in it. Um, you, just, you know, whatever it is, it goes right back in there immediately. And uh, when teams are doing that, there's none of this. Where's my hammer go? You know, yeah. uh, it's always right. We're supposed to be. Yeah. And for some guys, it might be thinking like, man, that seems kind of micromanaging. But at the end of the day, you talk about the ability to be efficient and get it mm-hmm. done. Like when you connect that the wrench goes back in the tool bag yeah. every time to that's how we get paid faster. Yeah. Like, no, I want to make money. I don't want to micromanage. I want to get paid. Right. Um, and being able to work efficiently, um, getting things done on time, you know, that when you connect those things to that's how I make money, more money faster. Yeah. Um, it becomes less micromanaging and more about, okay, no, there's a purpose in this, you know? Yeah. And we're dealing with habits in that. And that's difficult because sometimes people haven't, are not used to, well, that's what we talk about work site habits. Yeah. You know, we have certain patterns that we employ over years and years and years of doing something. And so you get to the point where it's just, well, we always just left things around. And yeah. so you're trying to correct that in somebody. You have to expect them to to resist it some. So you have to sell it. Yeah. To your point. Yeah. This is how we maximize efficiency. This is how we do things here. And and uh, and making sure that the new guys that you're, that you're employing, that that's drilled into them as well. Yeah. And it's not optional. Just like, this is just the way we do it here. Mm-hmm. 
it's not a, it's not as though you can't get something done, but that's not the standard when, and stress yeah. that journey, the, you know, why it matters because of the journey, loss of frustration, how you work better as a team. And yeah. so you're a salesman yeah. and to some degree as well. Yeah. Not somebody that's always like, you idiot. I mean, you yeah. always put it back there because negative reinforcement, yeah. you know, it works to a point, but really getting the buy-in of saying, this is yeah. why this matters. And this is what, you know, that's difficult to do yeah. and not always second nature to us. Yeah. Leadership's a sales skill in a lot of ways because yeah. you're selling vision you're selling direction you're selling mission you're selling that over why we're going where we're going type yeah. thing so yeah um let's close it out one more thing on just uh communication so uh, communications its own giant subject but just being having organized communication yeah um what are some tips there and how you can communicate in an organized way to make sure uh that again you're efficient and profitable one thing that really helped me is having a communication digest of just breaking down what i mean by a digest is just a more or less, uh, it could be an email of just, it, it could be weekly, it could be depending on the scope of a job, could be every couple of weeks. But these are the things that have, have happened. These are the things we've worked on. These are the things coming up, things to be aware of. And you're just keeping the customer. I wouldn't go more than a couple of weeks, but you're more or less just keeping people posted on things that are happening without over communicating. Because it could be you know a daily type mm -hmm. of this happened, that happened, text messages flying back and forth can be a lot to keep up with for you as a contractor. But if you start doing a daily or weekly of just saying, here's all the things that happened, here's the things that are coming up soon, we're yep. going to need this by this date, we're going to need this by that date, here's kind of the things we're working on. And then the other thing that's really been helpful for me is to make sure that that the, the personal and the other projects are, inter, that are communicated to your client. Yeah. So if you have a vacation coming up, you got to talk about it. Yeah. Um, if you've got an other project that you have expectations there is just saying, Hey, you know what? I've got this other project as well, that this has been sold for months. I'm, I have that commitment and you're just letting people know in two months, whether we're done here or not, I've got to keep this commitment. So if the scope changes here and we've got more things to do, here's how that's going to work. Yeah. And I think even just like you talk about the weekly, if it's a weekly deal that you do, which I think makes a lot of sense, you solve a lot of problems by proactively communicating with your customers and yeah. uh, partners, right? So but even if it's a weekly, hey, on Fridays, on Fridays, I do that because it's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, weekly, I'm going to send you updates. Yeah. It's another thing to then put it in your calendar, in your schedule to block off an hour on Friday mornings where this is the time that I send my customer communications. Yeah. And maybe through in that organization, you've got a template where you just copy and paste and say, you know, Love it. updates, photos, next steps, where we're at red, green on track or not, you know, and maybe you have that template for all, maybe you have five jobs going on at the same time. You know, you yeah. send that out every Friday morning to all five of your customers. You yeah. tell them this is what you can expect. And then you, the organization side says, takes your intention, puts a roadmap to it. So you're actually executing on the intention by saying Friday mornings, I block my time. And that's when I do that. Exactly. And then your customers expect that consistency. And guess what? They're not doing every Friday morning calling you, <laughs> right. right? Because they're waiting for your communication. And you're proactive. You're prepared. Yep. You're on top of it. You communicate professionalism. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome stuff. Yeah. But it's simple. It starts with pulling out your phone, yeah. put it on your calendar, and this is this is when I do that, and then sticking to it, you know. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, that's a wrap for today. I mean, uh, really, like if you're someone who who lacks organization, you're feeling stressed out, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're you're missing commitments, stuff slipping through the cracks. You know, a lot of times it's not because you're not working hard; it's because it's you know just organizational improvement needs to happen. Yeah. So uh, we hope today that you picked up some organizational tips that you can implement. Um, you know, whether it's your communication, your job sites, you know, looking at technology to solve some of these problems, but find some ways to get organized, not because organization is fun in and of itself, but because making money is fun. Uh, and, 
you know, it's hard Having not to happy customers. Is yeah. Fun. Yeah. Happy customers. Yeah. Is fun. It's hard not to smile when you're driving a new truck, you know? <laughs> uh, so get more efficient, make more money. Uh, you know, these, this is the, the tip, the why organization matters. So uh, we appreciate uh, y'all for listening. Uh, we'll see you back here in two weeks in the contractor commute.